0: It may seem strange to think that someone would join both a yacht club and a boat club at the same time, but that's exactly what I did back in 2015. While I'm no longer a yacht club member, I continue to enjoy boating via what I consider the absolutely best deal around if you want to enjoy our beautiful oceans here. Hi, I'm your host Bob Williams of the Sarasota Stories podcast, where you will hear from some of the most interesting people living in this wonderful town we call home. You know, I started this podcast because not only did I want to meet new people, but I also wanted to share their stories with you. I also believe to better understand the DNA of a community you live in, it's a must to hear each other's stories so that we can connect a little bit deeper and appreciate how blessed we are to live here. Every Tuesday and Thursday, you'll hear from artists and authors, entrepreneurs, civic leaders, business owners, and philanthropists share who they are, how they got into their line of work, and what they're excited about right now. I'm very pleased to welcome Nick Thomas, director of club operations at Freedom Boat Club. In today's episode, Nick will share one thing most people don't know about him, how Freedom Boat Club became the premier boating club in the United States, what its recent purchase by Brunswick meant for Freedom Boat Club and its members, the incredible reciprocity benefits members receive across the country, Who should consider joining Freedom Boat Club and where you can find out more, plus much, much more. I appreciate so much that you spend your valuable time with us today. It is my hope that you will listen, that you will learn, but most importantly, connect. Dick Thomas, Director of Club Operations at Freedom Boat Club. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Thank you. Welcome. How are you doing,
1: Bob?
0: I'm doing great. So I I just give our listeners a little bit of a background. It's like, I I always enjoy having friends on the podcast, and Nick and I have been friends for several years, but primarily through his mom and dad. Uh, His dad, Dave, and I served on a board of governors at a local club, and so, of course, got to know Nick and his lovely wife, Sam, and of course- I'm really sorry uh, about about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) Sam's nice anyways. (laughs) Yeah, she is. She's uh, great. Samantha's great. No, but I got to know Nick through Freedom Boat Club because one of the things that I did when I first moved to Sarasota, I actually joined two clubs. I joined a yacht club and a boat club. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in the future because that seems a little odd. But really what I always like to start off with with my guests is to ask them what is one thing that most people don't know about you, Nick?
1: Oh, one thing that most people don't know about me so believe it or not, I'm a natural Floridian. I am one of the the few and the rare that were born and raised. Uh, I went away for a while uh, for college and a career. And then, you know, I found I, I'm from Sarasota. I absolutely love Sarasota. So I made sure I found my way back. Right? It's a great place for my family and for my friends and my just a really wonderful place to be at. How about you? What's one interesting fact that I don't know about you? Bob? Oh, I have too many of them. It just me the entire <laughs>
0: entire episode right here. Well, I did share in a previous episode that uh, I once hit a home run on Father's Day. My father was in the stands, and I ran around the bases with my chest sticking out. I missed third base. The pitcher gets the ball, steps off the pitcher's mound, throws it at third base, and the umpire calls me out. And my oh. father said, that was the best <laughs> gift you could have ever given me. He thought it was fantastic. He says, Son, oh. you, we always suspected you were born at the shallow end of the gene pool. Now we're absolutely certain. <laughs> now they know. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we we want to talk about Freedom Boat Club here, and we want to kind of get some, some broad stroke history of the club and your relationship with it because I've been a member since 2015, love it, and of course, have known you for most of that time. But let's talk about that. So, Share with us, how did you end up working for Freedom and uh, kind of like what's your role now?
1: Okay. Yeah. So um, little bit, a little bit of background about the club. Uh, it was founded in 1989 um, by a gentleman and then it went through a few different hands of ownership um, and then it went about, ooh, I would say, 16, 17 years ago. A gentleman named John Giglio became an owner um, of Freedom Boat Club, and that's when we saw real, real exponential growth and improvement in the overall club. I went, I, I became part of Freedom Boat Club in 2014. Um, I was actually out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and I was staring at it was 485 inches of snow that year. Um, oh and, man, and I, for a native Floridian, I oh, know. My <laughs> And I was like, well, I just want to get back to Florida and just be out in the sun on the water again. And so I started looking for jobs. And I actually, uh, I didn't think I was actually going to make Freedom Boat Club my second career. Um, I thought I was just going to do it as a part-time job while I was waiting for uh, a better opportunity to present itself after I moved back to Sarasota. And I got a part-time job as a dock master, um, just like. All of our members know and love our dock masters. You know, we meet and greet our members. We send them out. We make sure the boats are clean. Um, And I was doing that. And the owner at the time, John Giglio, saw some potential in me. And he said, hey, how would you like to run one of these clubs? And I did that for a little while. And then it was like, how would you like to oversee all of the corporate clubs? Uh, Because we're also a franchise-based company. And I said, yeah, I'll do that. Um, And then fast forward to today i'm now the senior director of club operations and i oversee the the day-to-day operations for the clubs and we have a bunch of directors that are a phenomenal team that help and support our club managers they help and support our doc staff which ultimately are frontline employees uh, talking to our members interacting with our members on a daily basis but uh, most recently i am on the merger and acquisition team and we just acquired this may a former franchise, Freedom Boat Club of Tampa Bay. So I have been spending uh, the overwhelming majority of my time up in the Tampa Bay market, oh, wow. assisting yeah. with the integration.
0: Interesting, interesting. So, so just for for members that are listeners, I should say that may not be familiar with Freedom or really how the structure of the company works. There's really two sides of it. There's kind of like the corporate side, and then there's a franchise side, franchise mm-hmm. side of it. So so, what's how big is freedom uh, on the franchise side, and then how big is are all the locations on the corporate side?
1: All right. So uh, total, we are just around three hundred and sixty locations internationally. We're in thirty four states. Uh, we're in Canada, France, the U K, Spain, and Denmark. And of that three hundred and sixty, hundred to one hundred and two in the very near future are part of the corporate footprint. And that corporate owned and operated clubs go from the Midwest and Chicago over to Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York, uh, down to Southeast Florida, up the Southwest Florida coast and Galveston. We have, of, we have a couple of clubs in New York that we own or in New North Carolina that we own. And we have a couple of clubs in South Carolina and the greater Charleston area that we own, as well as wow. our latest acquisition just before Tampa was Lake Lanier, Georgia. And that was also a former Freedom Boat Club franchise that we put into our fold now.
0: Wow. Wow. So, so, so I guess my question is, is they say that you said that they used to be a franchisee and then freedom bought it back. Is that kind of like a, a direction that you are going? Do you want to acquire more of those or do you want to sell more <laughs> franchises or is that, is the that, answer, is, is that a corporate secret right now?
1: Right. Well, no, I, I'll, I'll say the answer is yes. Right. We want to sell more franchises and we also want to make sure that we are setting the best example, and that we are taking advantages, uh, we are taking advantage of key markets when and where we can. We don't actively actually go out and try and purchase franchises. Most of our franchise owners, have all come to us saying like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting out. And obviously as the franchisor, we have the first right of refusal. And so when they, when they approach us saying, Hey, we think we want to get out and want to retire. Then we go in, we evaluate it and we decide, is this something we want to procure? Is this something we want to open up to our other franchise market and see if any of our other current franchise owners want to procure it? Or do we put it on the open market? Um, and so, yeah, I, I, we've done seven or eight Uh, acquisitions between the corporate footprint and other franchises um, buying and acquiring. So yeah, it it just depends.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Want to talk a little bit about the the type of member that you like to have part of the club? Because when I moved down from the Cincinnati area, I mentioned earlier that I joined a yacht club and I joined a boat club (laughs) and I may be the only Commodore and yacht clubbing his yacht clubbing history that never owned a yacht. Because what happened was we we joined freedom at the same time. And I'm like, you know, th- for us, it was a great deal. I mean, it was it really scratched our itch, gave us enough of the freedom to get out on the water periodically when we wanted to, and just kind of without all the, the hassles of owning a boat. And I think that's the, the basic concept behind it, but it, and it's funny. I mean, I, I hung out with a bunch of guys and gals They had lovely boats, and we would go out and have a wonderful time on on their you know 43, 47, 48 foot yacht. And then uh, also had those same conversations where they couldn't wait to get rid of those boats, get rid of those yachts too. So, so that's kind of what I took in when I joined Freedom. And I think it's a really fascinating niche that you all have carved out. So, you know, you know, speak to the person out there who is. Maybe they've recently moved down from, you know, the Chicago area or, or, you know, Tennessee or something. And they're like, you know, we'd love to get on the water. And what is this freedom boat club all about? Right.
1: Okay. I could that. That's easy to do. Even though I'm in operations, and I just want to give that disclosure. I'm yeah. in operations. <laughs> That's right. um, definitely, definitely not in sales, but I would say that freedom boat club is like boating for everyone. Um, if, you, we, we have members that range all different uh, demographics across the board, and we have members that have just never gone boating before, ever. They have zero boating experience. It's something they were thinking about. You know, you move down to Florida and it is definitely like boating lifestyle is definitely really prevalent down here. Um, and so they may have, they have zero voting experience. We train them, we educate them, we bring them on, um, and they have a good, fun, safe time while out on the water. Um, and hopefully we create that, those memories that will last a lifetime for them. We also have seasoned voters, like on the opposite of the spectrum, like my father, I have no doubt that when he's ready, um, and he gets tired of doing the maintenance on the boat and making sure it's always ready to go and keeping up with all the costs associated with it. Um, whether it's the the trailering or having the mechanic come out to fix this random thing that just broke. Um, when he gets tired of all of that, I have no doubt that he too will eventually join freedom boat club. Um, so we, we, we see it on both ends of the spectrum, um, whether they're new boaters and have never boated before or they're seasoned boaters and they're just ready and they're just over the boat ownership. But like you said, scratch that itch. They still want to get out on the water. They still want to have a good time. So we fill that too. Um, and recently, uh, we have seen a lot of beginning uh, beginning families and that demographic come out because and join. They they want to create those memories that maybe they had, or when they were out on the summertime on the lake with their friends and their friend's dad took them out on the boat. Um, they now have their family and they want to create those type of memories or try something new and different and have that adventure spirit in them. Um, we're seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot of members sign up that are relatively. Uh, newer families starting out. And it's really great. And I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it really is boating made for everyone. We have different boats, different types, um, different areas and locations to go boating out of with different access to different parts of the water. So pretty much we have boating for anything you need.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and I will share, it's, it's interesting because in my formative years, my father loved to fish. And again, we were in the Southwest Ohio area. And my vacation was going down the Florida Keys and we what a rough vacation well yeah well it was in july (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) it was in february but but uh but no we we would go down there and, and you know we would boat and we'd fish one up and i really never learned to handle a boat and so when i came down here of course joined joined freedom you have a great training program that gets you out on the water they show you how to maneuver the boat and they will provide as much training as what you need in order to feel comfortable the other thing that was really cool is you have several different models that you can choose from. And, you, you know, you have a bow rider, you have a pontoon, you have a center console, you have a deck boat. And I think you have a sailboat. You still have sailboats. It's, mm-hmm. Not in we all locations, sailboats. but mo- yeah, most locations you have all those. And so there have been times when I've had, you know, the family down. We've gone on the pontoon boat. But most of the time, we will go out on one of the deck boats where it's just, you know, myself and, you know, another couple, which is a lot more maneuverable, a lot more fun. And and I that's where I just thought, you know, it was just such a great concept for folks that, again, wanted kind of like boating light and, and really didn't want all the hassles, all the hassles of ownership. You know, the but the other thing, and I don't. I don't know, and maybe it's changed. And again, I know you're on the operations side, but maybe it's changed. But one of the things I thought was just the greatest benefit, or one of the greatest benefits, I should say, of membership is if I travel to most of the other franchises or maybe all the franchisees, I can go there and I can take a boat out. And um, is that still the case?
1: Oh, that's still very much the case. So reciprocity is probably one of the things that makes our brand so strong is We have those 30, uh, those 630 locations, or sorry, um, 360 locations, I apologize, 360 locations internationally. And with that, um, like you're, you might be a member of Southwest Florida, which you have access to 21 locations and 630 boats um, over 12 different regions from Anna Maria all the way down to Marco Island, right? Um, and if that's not enough boating opportunity for you, if you go back up to Connecticut, you go to New York, um, you might travel out and see family in California, um, or you want to be really nice and take your daughters to Europe for a family trip, maybe take them to South of France. I hear that's nice sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, I tried, I tried, <laughs> right, um, right, and, right. uh, you can, yeah, you can hundred percent use those other clubs and go out on their boats. Um, And so you're not just a member of like Freedom Boat Club, Sarasota, Florida. You are a member of Freedom Boat Club. And so you have access to all those boats across our entire network and all those locations. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a great thing.
0: I think I think that that is uh, just a cool thing. Now, my experience, I had one experience where I was in this a couple of years ago, went up to Maine. And went up there with a bunch of guys and we rented a home and it had a great time. But I said, yeah, I said, guys, I said, I can take a boat out. They're like, really? Because, yeah, I remember this, this boat club, And you know, they're all from the Midwest. And then we we all met up in Maine there. But we sure enough, we were in, I think, in the Portland area, Portland, Maine. Mm-hmm. area. And so so we, uh you know, we went to the local franchise there and we said, yeah, I booked it. Very nice boat. I can't remember what it was with 22, 23 foot, you know, I don't know. Center console, I think is what it was.
1: It was probably a pursuit. Tom runs pursuits up there.
0: Okay. All right. So, you know, Tom. So anyway, so, so, so Tom, let's put it this way. Tom's not going to want me to come back after I finish this story. but Oh, dear. So, 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 so we all go out and there was six of us and excuse me. No, there were, there were four of us. We went out lovely day and what i did not know is the tide up there is a whole lot different mm. than what it is in florida yeah
1: it's a 4 foot swing down here up there it's like a 14 foot swing
0: it's huge <laughs> and the bottom up there is made out of rock rock is made out of <laughs> sand so you know where i'm getting to oh so,
1: i know right so, where you're going with this
0: one <laughs> yeah yeah so so we go out and of course i I couldn't relax the whole time, you know, because it's new water and we had a destination, had GPS and had all of our maps. So we, we were, you know, we were set to go, but we did. We went out to a place called, I think it was called Dolphin Island. We went out there. There was a lovely restaurant. We just boated out, had a wonderful time, you know, navigated, you know, through all the lobster pots, just, just gorgeous country, great conversation, great food, and we spent, I don't know, you know, four or five hours out on the water and then came back and the water had dropped significantly. It left you. <laughs> and it left us. <laughs> and so I'm kind of we're I'm kind of trying to navigate, you know, the you know the, the jetty there or wherever I was I was coming up through. And I kind of backed up once. I heard this little er. like, <laughs> oh man, did I hit something? So sure enough, we've got back, everything's great, had a wonderful day. I kind of How'd you your know, prop So yeah, exactly. Cyber <laughs> leaf. And so they, they do the search there and they, they pull up the mother. They go like, Frank, what, did you check this prop before it went on? I said, guys, I backed into something. So <laughs> I nailed the prop and uh, you know, they, they had to take care of that, but it's still, it's still a story that I tell because it was a wonderful story that, excuse me, it's a wonderful day that we has a wonderful story that I like to share with people just a great benefit, I think, uh, that you all have and just really it just really adds to the overall boating experience. So you guys got a really cool niche.
1: Oh, thank you. I agree. I think we're I think we're a pretty good company that nearly like we we try and appeal to as many people as possible. And ultimately we just want to get people out on the water and have a good fun, safe time doing it.
0: And I think what a lot of people don't realize is you can fish, you can tube, you can jet ski. Uh you can do all those water sports, you know, just besides going out and put, putting around in a pontoon. Yep.
1: Uh, we have a, a handful of members that really like to so like right off the Venice Pier and um right off of Siesta Key, there's apparently really good shark's teeth hunting. So we have a lot of members that will either scuba dive or free dive off of our boats and go cool. and hunt shark's teeth and come up with those really the, the big ones that are like the size of your hand. They come up oh, with is this, that like, it's crazy. Right?
0: Yep. Is
1: that right? The Megalodons. I, I hope they're yep. gone. Yeah. I hope they're
0: all fossils. I hope those are fossils, but well so 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 you've seen kind of both sides then of freedom, not only from the membership side, but now you're in the operation side, and you've also saw freedom before it was acquired by Brunswick. Talk about some of the things that Brunswick are doing, you know, besides acquisitions some of the things that maybe members will see that they would not have appreciated otherwise if they, you know, if, if they, if they just weren't able to, able to hear this podcast.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, we, about three, four years ago, we got acquired by Brunswick um, and that's when Mr. Giglio sold out to, um, excuse me, that's when Mr. Giglio sold out to uh, Brunswick Corp. And Brunswick, for a little bit of background, um, they've been on the New York Stock Exchange for almost ever in a day. Um, they're most famous for probably either their billiards and or the bowling alley equipment that they made. Um, Do they still make
0: those? So they, they, out?
1: they are now completely out. Uh, they are now 100% marine industry focused group. Um, wow. And we own, well, we, uh, we own brands like Mercury Engines. Uh, as far as boat brands go, uh, Bayliner, Boston Whaler, Harris, Cypress K, Low, Lund, Sea Ray, um, Protector, Ray Glass, Quicksilver, uh, Thunderjet. Like we own, I want to say it's like seventeen or eighteen boat brands that we have, and then we have a parts and accessories section, um, which is like anchor, Simrad, uh, Blue Sea Systems, Lenco, Lowrance, Marineco, um, and oh my. we have a all- Right. Like oh, we have a lot of uh, like parts and accessory brands underneath our boat. And then Freedom Boat Club actually falls under this business acceleration um, aspect. And that's uh, as they have programs for Blue Water Finance for people that want to purchase a boat. We have a, a great program called Boat Class, which was based off of the Freedom Boat Club curriculum. You know, the you know, the training that new members do to give them the right. fundamentals and basic boating. Right. Well, we now offer that to the open public through a program called Boat Class. And they have a handful of other uh, companies that also fall under the business acceleration side of things. And uh, the best part, other than, you know, the fact that we're able to get great boat brands like uh, Boston Whaler, Cypress K-Harris, Bayliner, Hay Day Wake Boats into our our fleet. Um, So that's obviously having those is a great member or seeing those and having the access to those is a great member uh, opportunity that they can see. But some of the ancillary benefits would be um, we are now part of a sustainability package uh, for a Big Blue Earth program. Um, and everything that we do and everything that the company does, we try and make it more sustainable for to, to increase longevity um, that we have here while we're on Earth. And then we also have what we call a Rapid Blue Rewards program, and that's available to all of our members um, Brunswick has gone and negotiated deals with Verizon, AT&T, um, I want to say like GM, Ford. Uh, we're working on a deal with Sperry right now to be able to offer um, services and equipment and gear to our members at cool. a greatly reduced count. Right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and yeah. then we uh, obviously have the ability to put Mercury engines on our boats. And so our parts and supply chain, so if something goes wrong or if we need to replace something, uh, the boat's not down as long. So our members can get back up and out on the water. You know, if a member comes back and happens to damage a prop, we can get that prop replaced real quickly. <laughs> like yours <laughs> right? Well, so so you
0: know, the other thing I've always appreciated about the club is you really keep your boats looking fresh. I, the, you know, the, frankly, the other thing I saw when Brunswick bought you all is your boats were upgraded from when you were independent so that's really cool but you keep your boats looking really fresh what happens to the boats once you pull them out of your out of your system and you bring new ones in
1: so there's a secret to that. Um, we try and keep our boats for no more than three years. Uh, some boats are on a two-year life cycle, some boats are on a three-year life cycle. I will put an asterisk next to that, that during COVID, it was very hard, even for us being part of the Brunswick family, it was hard for everybody to get boats because the plants had to shut down for three sure. three months, right? And that's not just boats, but that's um, engines, and that's the plastic manufacturers, the fiberglass manufacturers, everybody during COVID shut down. So there was a big backlay on almost everything. Like, try getting furniture or an appliance. Uh, At the tail end of COVID, it was still just as hard to get boats at that time. Um, So most all of our boats are the three-year time. And after that three years, and it's always easy to keep a new looking boat new, right? Uh, And so that's part of our secret. And then the other part is uh, there's another company within the Brunswick business acceleration silo called Boteca. And the the best way to describe Boteca would be the uh, Carvana for boats. So we actually uh, sell all of our boats to Boteca and then they go through and they do a complete refurb, refit, overhaul on the boat and put it then back out on the open market. And that's the life cycle typically of our boats. That's
0: very cool. Well, it, it, again, I would just say every time I've taken a boat out, I never really felt that I was on a, yeah, you know, like a secondhand boat. So I, again, I, I just, it's just just very, very fresh. Well, that's really cool. So, so, have do uh, you guys are you, you out there buying uh, marinas or I mean, you, give us give us <laughs> a preview. I guess give us a preview of life's coming attractions here because at one point I thought Freedom did own marinas, and uh, or, or maybe that's a part of your, you know, part of your uh, strategy going forward.
1: No, so you're not you're not wrong. Um, Freedom Boat Club does. Uh, at one time um, does and did own marinas. Uh, When John owned the company, John happened to own um, three properties. And when Brunswick purchased it, there was a a very long lease agreement um, at those three marinas that was executed. Uh, And so for most intents and purposes, we have three locations in the Southwest Florida footprint that we have autonomy over. Um, and we can run those marinas and run those clubs as we want to. And then most recently, uh, in a merger and acquisition of, uh, of a Freedom Boat Club franchise, that franchise owner happened to also own and operate uh, marinas as part of, and he used Freedom Boat Club as, a, as an ancillary business. And when he sold Freedom Boat Club to us, we also acquired the marinas with that. So uh, we now do own and operate out of marinas. And then when the Tampa Bay uh, purchase happened, Tampa Bay owned their own marina. So um, we acquired a marina out of that acquisition as well. So yes, we now own and operate our own marinas. Uh, currently the one in Tampa Bay is a hundred percent exclusive to freedom boat club members. And, uh, that's our tarpon three location, which just went online about two months ago.
0: Ooh, exclusive. I I feel (laughs) privileged. (laughs) Well, I guess it's part of being a member of a a private club like that. Well, so what's what's next for you? What is next for you, Nick? What's, uh, what are you going to continue to focus on and uh, what are you excited about going forward?
1: Oh, okay. So I always like, clearly I have a passion for operations. Um, I think that as we continue to grow and Brunswick continues to move forward and down this path that I, I look forward to looking at, uh, more strategic growth and strategic opportunities that are going to present themselves and further, for further forecasting and planning for where we're going to go next, what areas we're going to go into, um, and what type of, uh, what type of new plans or new programs we're going to be able to come up with and keeping in mind the operational aspect of that. And I'm always a fan of doing special projects like the the M&A projects are special projects. And I I love doing special projects. uh, Not that there's ever a boring day in free to boat club because you know, like you said, members come back and they may have made a mistake once in a while. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I've seen uh, some of the
0: pic. I've seen some of the pictures of, uh, some of the, uh, how, how should we say less skilled boaters? I've seen some of those photographs of, you know, they, they end up, uh, they misjudge the tide or whatever, end up on the rocks. I've seen that. So. Oh,
1: firsthand. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Only one prop, yeah. only one prop. in, in since 2015. So.
1: Well, I will tell you, the only boater, like there's the two types of boaters, and there's ones that, uh, I guess three types of boaters, there's ones that haven't run aground yet, there's ones that have run aground, and then there's ones that lie about running (laughs) (laughs)
0: aground. Well, I'm going to run aground, but I've knocked the prop off, so uh, I I guess I've done my confession for the day. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. I, I actually, I am, I am curious. Before I let you go, any interest in going international? Because you're in Europe and you're in Canada. So, what does this look like? I mean, anything you go in South to South America, maybe the Caribbean, or I, what? What do you guys talk about around the water cooler about international?
1: so uh the international footprint is obviously uh we are very interested in continuing to expand our footprint in the international basis uh we've looked at things literally all over the globe uh and we've evaluated opportunities either people have approached us saying that they want to open up a franchise in this area like denmark that one just kind of happened naturally someone approached us and they wanted to open a location in denmark Uh, other locations across not just europe um, but going down and uh, going down and around, literally, um, I can think of people that have approached us or we have looked into markets across the entire globe. So I would say in the in the future there will definitely be some exciting announcements about further ex, uh, further expansion and further growth, um, not just in the contiguous United States, but definitely internationally.
0: That's very cool. It really sounds like you guys are taking over this space. And it's again, I just think it's a great club. Again, it's a great niche. And uh, Nick, I appreciate you being on the podcast. That's Nick Thomas, director of club operations at Freedom Boat <laughs> Club. I appreciate everybody for listening in. And um, Nick, you have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you. You too. Boat, fit, boat safe and make sure you have fun out there, Bob. <laughs> all right. Bye bye, all.
0: Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect.